Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 30th of May, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with my colleague Bernadette Anderko. And I'm also joined this morning by our head of fixed income research, Marcus Allensbach. And I'm looking forward to getting his thoughts on the latest with regard to the US debt ceiling after a deal was finally reached over the weekend. But let's start with the markets. And Bernadette, what has happened since the close of European markets on Friday? Well, good morning, Helen. Yes, uh, the S&P 500, Dow Jones and NASDAQ all closed Friday higher, with the NASDAQ performing best on Friday, up more than 2% on the day. Uh, We had data out of the US on Friday showing that US inflation and consumer spending accelerated in April, highlighting steady price pressures and demand that might keep the Federal Reserve policymakers tilted towards raising interest rates further. Uh, The Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index and a core measure that excludes food and energy, which is the Fed's preferred inflation gauges, both exceeded projections. The Commerce Department's data also surprised with the strongest gain in household spending since the start of the year. Uh, Combined with other reports at the end of the week showing a surge in business equipment orders and a pickup in merchandise imports, the data does indicate demand continues to power ahead in the US. The US and UK markets were closed yesterday for Memorial Day and a bank holiday in the UK. Futures tied to the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 0.2%, while S&P 500 futures were up 0.3%, and NASDAQ 100 futures climbed 0.5%. And there was quite a lot happening this weekend. What was the main news? As you referenced earlier with the the fact that we've got Marcus on the call, obviously on Sunday, President Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy reached a final agreement on a deal to raise the US debt ceiling. They're now working to ensure that they get enough Republican and Democratic votes to pass the measure in the coming week before a June 5th deadline to avert a damaging federal default. Uh, But with Marcus on the show today, I'll, I'll leave the detail to him later. Elsewhere, President Erdogan won his runoff in the Turkish presidential election this weekend. He got 52.14% of the vote, while his opponent Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu received just under 48%. Uh, stocks have rallied. The lira has slumped to an all-time low today, trading at $20.24 at one point. Investors' focus will now shift to the appointment of the new cabinet, which will hopefully signal revisions to an economic policy mix that many view currently as being unsustainable. And how have Asian markets behaved overnight? Well, Japan is continuing its winning run with the Nikkei up again this morning. And Japan's topics has marked new peaks in the last two weeks, seeing its highest level since July 1990 yesterday. But uh, China's a different story. The CSI 300 is off over 1% today and Shanghai's benchmark index also fell. Uh, A wobbling economic recovery, intensifying geopolitical tensions and a weaker yuan have been keeping global investors away from Chinese markets. The Hang Seng China Enterprises Index is set to fall for a fifth day, taking its losses from a January 27 peak to about 20%. Uh, The picture is different in South Korea, however, with the Kospi Index inching closer to a technical bull market on gains across chip makers amid a frenzied interest in artificial intelligence, following up on the NVIDIA story last week. Um, Near maturity U.S. Treasury bills have rallied in Asian hours as trading has resumed after the U.S. markets were closed yesterday. More broadly, Treasury yields declined across the curve on debt dated from five years to 30 years. The dollar, which has benefited from angst around the statutory borrowing limit, is little changed, uh, with an index of the greenback sitting comfortably below the two-month high set last week. And is there any other news to report on? 
China's closed the door on negotiations with the US regarding defence. In a statement to the Wall Street Journal, the Pentagon said uh, overnight the PRC, that's the People's Republic of China, informed the US that they have declined our early invitation for Secretary Austin to meet with the PRC Minister of National Defence, Li Shangfu, in Singapore. Uh, The prospect of a meeting between them was being closely watched, given the regional security tensions and trade disputes that have derailed plans for re-engagement by the world's two largest economies. And on the topic of China, it's being reported this morning that Elon Musk is uh, heading to China this week. I believe it's his first visit there in three years. He's expected to meet senior Chinese officials and to visit Tesla's Shanghai plant. Um, There's not much further available on that story yet, though. And what do we have coming up today? Well, uh, we've got Eurozone economic confidence and consumer confidence data due out today, as well as US consumer confidence numbers. Tomorrow, we'll actually have China manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMI data and in the US job openings data and the publication of the Fed's Beige Book, um, their economic survey. And finally, just to watch out, this Friday, we'll have US jobs data for May, which is obviously going to be closely watched for signs of what the US Federal Reserve might do next. Okay, and how are futures looking this morning? We seem to be heading for a wary start in Europe as uh, markets digest this debt ceiling news and the prospect for the debt ceiling bill being passed by the House of Representatives. That's it from me, Helen. Very good. Thank you very much, Bernadette, for filling us in. Now, Marcus, great to have you on today's show. Good morning, first of all. So on Friday, Treasury Secretary Yellen said the US government would have funding until Monday next week. And then over the weekend, President Biden and House Speaker McCarthy reached a deal with regard to the debt ceiling. Can you tell us a bit about this and why this is positive for financial markets? Yes, uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen's announcement on last week to have money until June 5 was very positive in the sense we have a big social payment due on 1st of June and a coupon payment. And of course, uh, tell uh, Yellen saying that she has sufficient money to handle that, that gave a big relief to the Treasury market. The second point is the agreement you mentioned on Saturday between Biden and the Speaker of the House, McCarthy. That's positive that they find an agreement. Only one or two weeks ago, remember, the position seems very wide apart. The Democrats said they want to have more social spending. The Republicans demanded very heavy cuts in social spending, a repeal of the Inflation Reduction Act, no green tax credits, um, no student debt relief anymore, a lot of very hard demands from the Republican side. So the fact that we got an agreement, that's very positive, and it certainly lessens the risk of a default. Okay, so I have two questions now. What's the economic impact of the deal? And also, why did you say lessens the risk of a default? Does that mean that a default is still possible? Good question. First, on the economic impact. The Republicans demanded 180 billions or more cuts in social spending that would have depressed economic growth by 0.5% or more. Now we got hardly any cuts in social spending, so a lot less fiscal headwinds than we had been afraid of. So from an economist point of view, the deal is positive. The argument why I'm saying it lessens the risk of a default, think about it, Helen, it still needs to pass the house. And a lot of the Republican hardliners in the House are very disappointed 
just because there are hardly any cuts in social spending, there is no repeal of the Inflation Reduction Act, there is no repeal of the student debt relief. So there is technically the risk that some of these members of the House raise a motion of no confidence, which needs to be handled first. So we cannot entirely rule out a delay by a couple of days in the process. Okay, and finally then, what are the consequences for bonds now? Well, we still see our baseline reminds that maybe with a couple of days delay, we get the deal. And that means that the debt ceiling is suspended. So the Treasury can raise as much debt as they want and as they need. And Helen, they need a lot. Normally, they want to have a cash buffer of about 500 billion, and we are down to 30 billion. And to finance the current expenditures and to repay the extraordinary measures, we think that in the next couple of weeks, we could see as much as $1 trillion of treasury bills hitting the market. Of course, that limits the room on the downside for treasury bill rates. So the yield curve will stay inverted. It also means that it's up to the Federal Reserve now to slow the economy. And as Bernadette mentioned before, the focus now is on the labor market report due on Friday. We still like quality bonds and we still believe that inflation is coming down medium term. So we still like to position for rate cuts, not rate hikes. But I have to say the deal, as I mentioned in the beginning, is less negative for the economy than we had anticipated. So the economic optimism that we have seen the last two, three weeks, that's going to continue. But still, we position for rate cuts, given that we assume that inflation is going to slow. Great. Thanks a lot, Marcus. Really good to get your thoughts on this. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette will be back and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer, we would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.